0: Welcome to 20th Century Boy, my name is Radio Mike and this is the inside of my mind. Uh, And let's kill the bed there because I want to just get straight into everything and everything that's going on. Obviously, last week on the podcast, I was talking about uh, coronavirus COVID-19 and how everything at the moment is completely about that. And yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very, very strange times at the moment. And I'm not going to talk all about that for this podcast. Uh, but I am going to talk a little bit about it because I just want to address it at the top. Um, I'm recording this on Monday Uh, Usually I'd record on a Wednesday, the day before the podcast comes out, but today I've got to record it earlier because I've got other stuff on. Monday the 23rd of March is today for me, so by the time this comes out, a bunch of stuff may have changed, I don't know, Um, but at the moment, uh, it's 10.45am for me. At 12 noon, I believe we start a big lockdown isolation process here in Melbourne, And most of Australia is doing the same thing. And it's starting to get really serious. Like, I know all of you are likely already doing it, but I think it's really important at the moment that you definitely adhere to everything that the government is telling us and just do what? Do socially isolate, social distance yourself, just stay in and watch TV and just don't don't go out, don't have parties with your friends, don't go to Bondi Beach. Um because this is really serious and really dangerous at the moment. I was really, really annoyed. I was genuinely very, very annoyed um, to see after we were told by the government that we need to be socially distancing. That weekend, Bondi Beach in Sydney was full of people, not socially distancing, no, not isolating, very close. Uh, there were backpackers from I'm not sure where, I think it was the US, saying, oh, we, well, we don't care. We're young. Our bodies will uh, be okay. We will get over the virus. But it, it, that attitude is the, is a very bad attitude to have towards this. It's not about you. A lot of people who listen to this are young. I'm young and we probably will be okay. We're probably going to get through this. We probably will catch the virus eventually. It's going to spread, but this is about flattening the curve. Um, There are a lot of very vulnerable people in the community, in every community, who are at a really big risk, an enormous risk because of this virus and it's not like it, this, it's 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 honestly, it's quite scary and to say something like, oh, only old people are going to die, only old people are going to be affected, that's a really, really poor attitude to take because you're saying that, you know, well, I'm not scared because I'm not going to die, only old people will die, so what, you don't care about old people, you don't care about how they feel, you don't care about their fear, you don't care about Stuff I'm not saying the, this is you guys, the listeners, but there are people out there who are who are who have these kinds of attitudes, and it's it's quite upsetting because old people, yes, they will be really affected by this, and they, you know, they've probably worked very hard their whole lives and want to enjoy a retirement, and then to know that there are people out there who genuinely are so selfish that they're happy to increase the risk of this virus spreading to kill to to you know to to put these people at risk that's very very sad for me to hear honestly don't don't i'm i'm really sad i haven't been able to see my grandparents my grandma lives my nonna lives across the road from me um haven't been able to see her ringing her every day and a bit worried um call your grandparents don't see them any elderly neighbours or anything like that, just check in on them, make sure they've got stuff and give stuff to them if they need it. This is a time where we all need to come together. Like this is very, this is really serious. Obviously, you know, it's not going to be as bad as like the Spanish flu or the, the fucking black plague or whatever because we've, you know, we, but, but but, it will be bad that there are, this is a very threatening thing and it's, it's quite scary. So yeah, I just wanted to start up top because I was disappointed to see all those people at Bondi beach. Don't go, this isn't the time to go to the beach. This is honestly the time to stay in, watch, watch movies, play video games, do that kind of stuff, stuff you do at home, play board games, read books, listen to podcasts. I'm going to try and see if I ramp up content, maybe do two podcasts a week. I'm still considering it because the problem is there's not much stuff happening in my life. Therefore, there's not that much content. A lot of uh, young people, particularly young people in creative fields who like comedians, artists, musicians, etc. will really be struggling. A lot of people are going to be struggling. This is going to fuck our economy. This is going to fuck everything. People can't make money. People can't pay bills. Um, This is just going to fuck. Everything's going to change. Things are going to change a lot. Um, I am sort of affected, but not as much as others. I'm quite lucky, I think. Uh, The AFL, Australian football, has been officially cancelled. That's quite a big part of my weekly income because I work uh, in broadcast operations for Triple M, which broadcasts every AFL match. And unfortunately that will not go ahead this year. I will at least till May 31st, I believe was the date they gave. Um, So I have lost a big chunk of income from work on the footy. Uh, However, a lot of the podcasts I work on such as TOEFOP with Will and Charlie, um, Willosophy, we record TOEFOP over Skype anyway, because Will and Charlie are rarely in the same location. Um, And, Like Willosophy, we're we're in a lucky spot where we actually have a bunch banked up to last for a little while. So that's good. So I'm sort of at least bringing in a little bit of income for me. Uh, But yeah, a lot of people are a lot more affected than me. So I'm happy to keep just pushing stuff out for people to listen to and enjoy while they're isolating. Um, But yeah, just, I'm sure you all are, but just do the right things you know this is this is some serious times a lot of people's lives are going to change a lot of people will likely lose their jobs um a lot of people will be struggling in the next year this is a very very I'm, I'm sure you've heard it it's an unprecedented and very strange time to be a human being um i i feel so weird about all of this um i live by myself so i actually I'm not feeling too lonely at the moment. I'm sure I will because I'm just, you know, it's just me. I already sort of felt a bit lonely, but yeah, hopefully do some FaceTimes and video calls and stuff. I've seen some apps like House Party and stuff that are facilitating that. And one of my friends from work told me there's this um, browser extension for Chrome, which is called Netflix Party, where you can link up with other people and sync up Uh, a Netflix movie with a chat bar on the side so you can all watch Netflix together. So that's pretty cool. I think that's, I'd enjoy that. Um, But yeah, guys, send a message anytime to any of the socials, radio.mike on Insta. It's Radio Mike on Twitter. Pod at gmail.com is the Gmail. And 1-800-GET-FUCKED, 1-800-438-353. Voicemails would honestly love to know how you're affected. Just give us a call. Um, Would really love to know How you're affected by this? How you're feeling? Anything you'd like to hear or anything you'd like to see from me? Happy to, I guess, be a beacon of entertainment in this in these grim times. Um, Life is weird, so stay safe and take care of your mental health and and all of that. I think that's very important at the time being. Um, Look, that's kind of how I wanted to start the pod, and I'll do it. I think I'm going to do slightly longer episodes. Just, you know, I just want to keep you guys occupied while you're roaming around the house, maybe just getting out for a quick walk around the block or cleaning up or whatever it is. Um, I hope you have been well, everything considered. I've actually been, like, I've been pretty well. Uh, The first thing I want to officially announce is that I am now on TikTok. I am now on the app TikTok. uh, Radio.mic is my handle and... Wow, I just want to say that, and I, I'm sorry if you're on TikTok, but I've had TikTok for one day and I already think it is the worst thing ever. I genuinely, genuinely hate TikTok. I am announcing that I've got it, but to be honest, I really hope that TikTok is no longer a thing very soon. It was just every single video I saw on there made me either cringe um, I will just hate myself. I, I don't know. I just, I just thought every single part of TikTok was just self, like it was the most self-indulgent social media app of all time. It was worse than Instagram. It it, it was pretty much, it just looked like a bunch of 15 year old kids who were trying to get famous and doing crazy shit that was just annoying society in order to get famous. Otherwise it was just girls lip syncing like stuff from movies and shit like that. I hated everything about it. But the other thing I hated was how clearly addictive it is. How clearly, like how easy it is to just swipe between videos and just get content. I was on it for like half an hour and everything I hated, absolutely hated. Oh man, oh man, I hate TikTok. And the worst part is I already hated the song TikTok by Kesha. So now it's twice the TikTok hate. Seriously. I I don't know. Like, I, I'm going to use it for a week. I think, no, I'll use it while we're in isolation and then I'm deleting it. Follow me on TikTok though, guys. I'd love to get you guys watching my content. <laughs> um, last night, uh, I'm recording on a Monday, as I said. Last night I was on radio jumped on air as a panel up with Adam and Simon. Again, this is the third show and possibly the last show considering the circumstances that we've done with them. And I wanted to say that, you know, we were doing, uh, sorry to go back to the coronavirus thing, but we were doing a show in the midst of, you know, the prime minister of Australia and the premier of Victoria announcing uh, what the protocol was going to be as of today the lockdowns the isolation all of those kinds of things and it was a weird situation because we pretty much were like, well we can't just do a normal show where we do goofy segments and funny stuff like this is a really game changing part of society this is a this is like this is a massive turning point for society so the boys decided that hey let's do um Let's do calls. Let's get people on the phone for most of the show. We'll keep the lines open all show and we will get people on the line and just talk to them about how they're feeling. Just get, just talk to people. Try and relate to them. Be lighthearted but also hear the serious stuff. And I just want to say that it is times like that that I just remember why I loved radio in the first place, both listening to it and working in it because – the fast-paced nature of it, the rush, the adrenaline rush of taking these people's calls and responding to people in this like breakneck environment, in this changing environment. And, and it just it, it just makes me think like that's what radio has. That's the appeal of radio compared to something like podcasts, which are booming and are so successful and audio on demand is the next big thing. But I I'm still wondering about how audio on demand captures that urgency and liveness of radio that's something i don't know if they'll ever be able to to adequately emulate and it was just this this feeling of like hey we're all going through this situation this pandemic we're we're all very confused um call up this radio station and let's just talk about it We weren't trying to do like talkback style radio, but we were just trying to get people on air, relate to them, have a bit of a laugh or just, just try and sympathize or empathize with their feeling. I'm paneling the show and then we've got an influx of calls. So I'm running out because it's a Sunday show. We've only got one producer on phones. She can't handle all the calls. She's doing her best to try and answer all these calls. So I run out, I start answering calls. We get them all to air. It's just this invigorating rush. I felt it when I worked on the Hot Breakfast, Triple M's breakfast show as well, because that was such a busy show. I think that live responsiveness of radio, yeah, I don't know how audio on demand is ever going to adequately emulate that. And I think, uh, yeah, times like this remind me why something like radio is so powerful. So put your radio on. Like during this, put your radio on. Listen to what people are saying. I think... You know there's nothing else that's so responsive in its nature responsiveness is so integral and i don't know intuitive to radio so that's i don't know i was just thinking a lot about that but adam and simon was great um i we we ended up doing our favorite uh coronavirus memes uh i'll cut some of the audio from that here what have like- for us, uh, I've got one that I've found on Google.com, which is a great website. i just looking stuff up. Is that new? <laughs> if any of our listeners didn't know what that was, just give us a call. Yeah, the ones who don't know what
1: memes are, have been looking up what Google.com hey, don't is. don't
0: throw judgment. People <laughs> <laughs> don't know? Um, so this is like a... You know those old Where's Wally? Um, yes. Yeah. We, there's obviously, if you don't know how those work, there's lots <laughs> of different people, but you're specifically looking for Wally. Yes. However... Someone has made a meme, which is the "Where's Wally" social distancing edition. Take a look at that. This is a very visual <laughs> joke. But there's everyone is separated by about 1.5 meters, and which it's is how usually it very hard to find Wally in these pictures. But there's in this Wally. one, not that hard. It's quite easy. He's right here, guys. If you can't see, well, the <laughs> listen, obviously the listeners can't see, but you two can. <laughs> so that was uh, that was great. I really enjoyed that. Um... Those guys are great to work with. They do a podcast. I want to get them on this. And, yeah, hopefully we get to do some more work together soon, but who knows. Uh, And also this week, uh, today, as normal, the Hamish and Andy podcast is out. Your boy Mikey makes a little appearance. Um, Basically what happened, well, on that show they do special skills, so they get listeners in to test skills they claim they have that are, like, amazing skills. Yeah. I won't spoil, I'll, I'll cut some audio from their show in here as well, just so you can have a listen. So, I, I am on this week's podcast, uh, which was a lot of fun. Loving being part of Hamish and Andy as well.
1: Guys, we, late in the year last year, we got a segment called Keep It or Delete It because we <laughs> realized we're no, no longer live. As yeah. I mean, in the podcast, Radio Mike, who works on the show here, yeah. sent me an email during the week about a special skill. Right. He said well, we yeah. should do this on the show. To do with Pokemon. Oh, oh no. So I think he can come in and so tell us of, what it is. Are part of is did doing keep it or delete it? Yep. We do, we'll go keep it or delete it. Mike, come on in. Keep it or delete it. The way, obviously, keep it or delete it works is we are nervous about what's coming up. Famously, my potatoes, my roast potato recipe made it on the show. <laughs> my golf fact I, about the President's Cup did not. I don't even remember what that fact was. Mm. But the recipe with the potatoes uh, keeps, keeps on giving, especially around Christmas oh, time. please don't go back lot, into it. Okay, I got a lot of feedback from people that had tried that recipe and were thankful it had made the podcast. Uh, Michael Liberale, welcome. Thank you for having me. Radio Mikey Mike. He says... As a Pokemon fan, I can vouch that this would be unbelievably impressive. Wow. Will you Jack actually do this? He yeah. <laughs> hey, pokes.
0: Can hey, I just you, say, you when poke. you didn't reply to that email, I assumed we weren't going to be using it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> You're slowly learning the ways, Mike. Jack still falls with this rubbish.
0: <laughs> He's been with us for 12 years. So that's a really cool thing we're excited to follow up on this Pokemon guy who reckons he can recognize the cries of all the Pokemon. Uh, what's, uh, send me a DM. What's your favorite Pokemon cry? Mine is Mewtwo, which is this. Mm, Yeah. I really, really think that's one of the best, uh, Pokemon cries. Uh, and yeah, let me know yours, send it in. So if that, but I do think if that guy can do it, it's pretty fucking impressive. Like that's anyone who's played Pokemon knows how like obscure those sounds are. Uh, other than that, something, I did something that was kind of like a dickhead move, but also very funny to me over the weekend. So obviously last week, I think it was Tuesday, I went into uh, Luke and Lewis's office to record their podcast uh, with, to fill in for Lewis. And we went for a drive to kfc because oh, i did a keelan's meal keelan's meal is this show that keelan from their show does on youtube where he takes people to kfc and you talk about it and he asks you questions and it was just like one of the dumbest things i've ever done feel free to check it out on keelan's youtube whatever that is and i yeah so keelan's mealins was was fun but what happened was keelan ended up Accidentally leaving his wallet in my car. Uh, And I didn't realize until Friday night, no, no, Thursday night, Keelan messaged me and was like, hey, I can't find my wallet. Can you check your car? And, you know, because we were all in self isolation, everyone's a bit bored. I decided to have some fun. So what I did was, and and sadly, I only recorded bits of this, so I can't share all of it, but like, I, Keelan rang my phone. And I just picked it up and without even thinking about it, I just got into a character and pretended I was like this Darrow hobo dude from uh, from Mooney Ponds, which is a suburb near where I live and <laughs> that I had found this phone, my phone at at uh, at Coles. and Keelan was like, "Is this a joke?" And I'm like, and I was like, no, it's not a joke, mate. And, and Keelan was like, oh, come on. I know it's you. And I'm like, mate, I found the phone at Coles. Anyway, ended up hanging up and Keelan. And then I thought it would be funny to do a Facebook status on my personal Facebook saying, lost my phone at Coles. Please Please send please message me on Facebook instead of texting me. And I made it so only Keelan and Lewis Spears could see it. Because I knew that if if Lewis could see it, he would be able to at least vouch for the fact that it was true. So Keelan saw the status and messaged me on Facebook and he's like, hey man, are you doing a shit meme? Or are you, hey man, are you doing a shit meme? Or did you lose your phone? And I said, no, I lost my phone. How'd you know? He's like, I just called it and someone else picked up. And I was just like, I was just pretending. I'm like, oh no, I know you're joking. This is like some D's nuts joke because Keelan always does D's nuts jokes. And Keelan was like, no, I swear someone picked up. And I'm like, mate, I don't believe you. And he's like, well, like he said that he, 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 where, where, and then, sorry, no. And then Keelan texted the phone and said, message uh, Mike on Facebook about this and link to my Facebook. And then I texted back as this hobo guy going if your friend wants the phone back, he can pay a hundred dollars for it. Otherwise I'm keeping it because I found it. And then Keelan... (laughs) So then basically Keelan kept ringing me and I wouldn't pick up. And and Keelan print screened the message and sent it to me, totally believing this was real. And I'm like, oh my God, you've got to call him, man. You've got to get my phone back. What the hell? So Keelan's like, yeah, I will. So then Keelan rang... Keelan kept ringing me. I wouldn't pick up, and then he's like, "Answer, answer!" So I finally picked up and, in character, answered the phone, and this is what happened.
2: Hello. Hello. Yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. Who is this? What's your name? What's your name? Fuck, back, mate.
0: <laughs> Where'd you find the phone? Fucking Mooney Ponds. Do you give a fuck? Where are you, mate? I'll drop it off to you. Oi, I'll drop it off to you. I'm in Aberfeldy. Where are you? Where are you? Aberfeldy. At uh, what? Aberfeldy. Can
2: you send me an address? You're going to come pick it up? Yeah. Come pick it
0: up. You're going to come pick it up?
2: Yeah. Yes. I'm in Aberfeldy. I don't know what that is. Can you just send me an address? It's
0: a suburb called Aberfeldy, in the where near Mooney Ponds. That's oh, Okay. F- Aberfeldy's nuts. <laughs>
2: Remember how the whole time I went, this is the name. This is the name.
0: <laughs> Aberfeldy's nuts. <laughs> Yeah, so I said I was from a suburb called Aberfeldy, which is a real, real suburb. And and keep in mind, this went on for like an hour, like this whole ordeal. That was the last part of it where I just was like, I have to do a D's Nuts joke. What's a suburb? What's a suburb that ends with D that I can get Keelan with? And I totally got him. So fuck you, Keelan and your shit D's Nuts jokes. You suck. You dog. <laughs> The other thing, the other thing that happened this week, which I mentioned last week on the podcast, is um the uh well it's a new it's a new thing that has been dubbed by several listeners or several people that follow me on Instagram at least as the phenomenon. Now, what happened was years ago, not years ago. I keep saying this. Last year, one year ago, on the podcast a guy called Radio John, Radio Uncle Johnny, welcome to the radio family, Radio Uncle Johnny, messaged the podcast and I was like, oh, Uncle Johnny, I wonder whose uncle he is because everyone has an uncle called John. And it's this principle I've come up with that pretty much everyone you ever meet will have an uncle called John. If if they don't have an uncle called John, then it is very likely that their dad's name is John and if their dad's name is not John and their uncle's name is not John step 3 of the John, is that either either your grandfather or you or both are called John now there were a lot of people messaging and i reckon over over 100 people were like yep yep this applies to me yep and people were messaging like John uncle or John grandfather John dad John, me. (laughs) And then someone was like, look, my dad's middle name is John. I was like, bam, that counts. One guy said, my godfather's name is John. And I was like, look, I'm going to count it. I'm going to accept it. This is the phenomenon. This is the phenomenon." Now, a lot of people are saying that the phenomenon isn't, it's not like, I haven't really uncovered this deep, dark conspiracies of Johns trying to take over the world, Um, a lot of people are pointing out that John is just a very common white dude name, (laughs) which is true. John is a very common white dude name. I am sure over your life, you will meet more Johns than any other name. However, still think there's merit in the Phenomenon. So, As I've said in previous episodes, if you have an uncle called John, all you have to do is send me a DM that's John. But if the phenomenon does apply to you on steps two or three, right, send me a DM that just says John. And then in brackets, just specify where in the phenomenon you fit grandfather, father, my name, middle name, great grandfather, uh, brother. Brother is still applicable. So, if we can all keep keep up with the Phenomenon, that'd be really good. I'd really appreciate that. Uh, before we get into some pop culture stuff for this week's episode, it would be very, very good to hear from this next guy. Uh, this is a guy who has been there for a long time on this podcast for us, for the radio family. And Last year, he was giving us a weekly update. Every single week, he was giving us an update on what he was doing. He's the best friend of the show. We don't know his real name. We don't know where he's from. We did get a hold of him on the phone last year on one of the later episodes for an exclusive interview. Uh, His name is Radio Nacho Cheese. Now, he, he emailed the show earlier in the year, and we decided he'd swap from a weekly update to a monthly update. Just so we don't we don't want to lose the best friend of the show, but we want to make room for other people. So, I think it's about time we do this.
2: Yeah, Good day, everyone. It's uh, Radio Nacho Cheese. Good day, Radio Mike. It's uh, Radio Nacho Cheese here again. Radio Nacho Cheese here again. Radio Nacho
0: Cheese. He's Radio, He's Radio Nacho Cheese, and this is his weekly update. Yeah, it's Radio Nacho Cheese. This is his monthly update. We need to update the. Uh, we need to do an update on the on the intro to the segment, uh, Radio Nacho Cheese has come through again. He's got a monthly update for us. Uh, this is uh, what he has to say, and it's going to be interesting to hear how uh, Radio Nacho Cheese has been affected by all this uh, all this coronavirus stuff. So Radio Nacho Cheese, please take it away. We're keen to hear your thoughts.
2: Yeah, g'day, Radio Mike and the Radio family. It's Nacho Cheese here, 10:15 on the fourth Monday of March which is going to be the Monday that I do my weekly updates. It's going to be the fourth uh, Monday of every month, which obviously will sometimes be the last Monday of the month. Other times, like this one, it'll be the second last Monday of the month. But anyway, uh, just give my monthly update. You want a couple of highlights and lowlights. Uh, we'll go with the lowlights first. Obviously, COVID-19, you know, it's pissing everyone off, and I feel sorry for anyone... In the radio family, that might be affected health care financially. But, yeah, hopefully everyone gets through it. Um, so that's a massive low light. The low lights just follow on from there. It's all to do with coronavirus, just, you know, groceries and shit like that and mass hysteria. Um, some positives, though. I'm going to be able to sleep in. I think I might have to stop working soon when they do the mandatory shutdown. Uh, I haven't slept in for years. I'm looking forward to playing a bit of room space. If you of never RuneScape nerd back in the day, if everyone knows my email. If you're playing RuneScape, send me your username and I'll add you. Um, other than that, not much going on in your life. Nacho cheese. Slow the podcast, mate. Keep it up, mate. And I love all the family. I hope you guys get through this uh, weird time in our lives. And uh, I'll see you in the fourth Monday of April if I haven't died from COVID 19. Thanks, guys. Bye bye. Love you all. Bye. Hey, Mark.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like he's in decent spirits, he's always full of love for the whole Radio family and our community here which is great, so thank you Radio Nacho Cheese remember we know nothing about him, Nacho Cheese, surprise surprise is not his real name uh, we don't know his real name, we know he, I think he said he lives in Melbourne uh, but we, and we do we know his occupation? I don't know, will someone clarify whether we know his occupation or not? Uh, Nacho Cheese, thank you so much for uh, being a part of the show this week. We really, really appreciate it. Looking forward to your update for April. Hopefully things have taken a turn for the better in April. Uh, And yeah, the fourth Monday of every month is Radio Nacho Cheese's monthly update. Really looking forward to that. Nacho Cheese, thank you so much for your time this week. Another voice message came in this week to 1-800-GET-FUCKED-FROM. Radio Brian Sanders, a Canadian list Well, he, I think he's Australian, but he's living in Canada. Welcome to the radio family, Radio Brian Sanders. Um, and he's just sent in uh, a little message for myself and the radio family as well.
1: Ahoy there, Radio Mike. It's Radio Sando here. The time is currently 9.36am. It's beautiful. It's sunny. It's not raining for once. And it's uh, about four degrees it's fucking freezing. Uh, I'm coming at you from the Western Canadian Daylight Savings official time zone and I'm slowly trucking my way through your podcast. Actually, that's a lie. I'm smashing through the podcast because I work twice a week as a delivery driver and I've got your podcast on repeat to keep me entertained. Anyway, I just wanted to wish you a happy 25th birthday. I hope you're celebrating accordingly. And I hope that the next quarter century brings you a whole heap of happiness, fun, and success. Anyway, mate, I'm currently lost because while I'm recording this, I don't have Google Maps up. So, I'm going to try and find my way back on track. Have a good one.
0: Did he say, did he say in that that it was like... He was like yeah it's really sunny today and it's four degrees <laughs> it's beautiful outside I guess like in Canada it it must get to like a negative 10 degrees or something like that I don't know um thank you for contributing send a voice message anytime you can just attach it to an email as well if you want or just call one800 get fucked uh and get your voice on the show we'd like to hear from the listeners I got hacked again. This week, a few episodes ago, I was talking about how my PayPal account got hacked. They stole $225. I did a video about it on Instagram. Now, my Amazon account has been hacked. Another $200 stolen from me. Wondering if the two are linked, and now my card details are out there, my password details are out there, my email's out there, and I'm just going to keep getting hacked for the rest of my life. I've changed all my passwords now. I lost another $200, I called the bank, they're going to chase it up for me, but I'm feeling like really pissed off about it, because uh, Download Festival got cancelled, I haven't got my refund for the $200 I paid for a ticket from that, so I'm basically $400 out of pocket at the moment, which is money that I should have, like I should have this $400, but I don't, very, very annoying, and like money's only going down at the moment, obviously, so yeah. Interesting. Wondering if like someone who follows me on Instagram is the person that's hacking me. or Yeah. I don't know. It's plausible. Just, just uh, yeah. Very interesting stuff. And it was weird because I bought the game Doom Eternal from Amazon that morning. And then by that evening, someone had hacked me and spent $200. They'd redeemed it with gift cards. They'd bought gift cards for themselves. So yeah, that's all very interesting, very annoyed, waiting to get my money back so I can actually buy food for me to eat. Um, in the pop culture landscape this week, I want to talk about this uh, book and, and TV series uh, combo uh, that I've recently reconnected with. There's this, it's this book series called the His Dark Materials uh, Trilogy. And it's three books written by this guy called Philip Pullman. Um, and they are, I reckon they're three, it's it's probably, it's high fantasy. And I reckon it's probably the best book series, young adult book series I've ever read in my life. I read it in 2017, all three of them. And I just thought they were incredible books. Like the story is so engaging the characters are very engaging like everything about these these everything about these books are so good and the reason i've been getting back into it is because there's actually a bbc tv series it's a british book series so there's a bbc tv series called his dark materials that is um season 1 is out and it's a and it's like following the stories of the books and there's going to be three seasons one season for each book um so the books are called, the first one's called Northern Lights. The second one is called The Subtle Knife. And the third one is called The Amber Spyglass. And you may or may not have seen a movie that came out in like, I reckon, 2007, which was called The Golden Compass, which was a terrible film. Uh, if you know it, it's a, it's a film where a girl, like, that. it's a girl and a polar bear, Uh That is the same series as well. They made a movie about it in 2007, but it was a really bad movie that didn't particularly uh, represent the book very well. And I remember seeing that and thinking it was shit and really confusing and not wanting to read the books. But then I read them and I thought, wow, that's amazing. And the TV series obviously is way better at adapting the books as you'd expect because there's so much more time. But basically like it's a really interesting concept. It's about this girl called Lyra, and she, like, she lives in an alternate world in which everybody, every human has a demon, which is spelt D-A-E-M-O-N, a demon, that is an animal. Like, so the demon is an animal that basically, when you're a child, the demon, it can, like, freely change into any animal, But as you become an adult and go through puberty and stuff, your demon sets as a specific animal that represents your personality. So for example, like some people have like a tiger demon or some people end up with like a monkey demon or a falcon demon or whatever. And the demon is essentially your soul. So in this world, you can't actually... Demons and humans can't be separated. And if like... Like, you you can't move far away from your demon. And if, like, say, like, you're having a fight with someone, like a physical fight, and the demon is being held down by someone, the human will stop. Like, the human won't be able to move. So they're, like, really interconnected because it's literally your soul. So it's this really interesting concept. And then they find out, this is the first book, they find out that there's this thing called the magisterium. And the magisterium is basically like... I, th- I I think Philip Pullman, the author, was a very strong atheist author, and people compare this series to like how C.S. Lewis wrote The Chronicles of Narnia, and C.S. Lewis was a very strong Christian author, and a lot of the story of The Chronicles of Narnia, particularly The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, probably the most famous, um, was very allegorical um, to Jesus Christ like Aslan was like this Jesus figure he dies he comes back to life like all, all those kinds of things Philip Pullman's story uh, opposing to C.S. Lewis was trying to cast religion in a negative light so there's this thing called the magisterium in the book which is like this overarching governing body of of Britain in this world because the they still live in Britain but it's like an alternate Britain I'll get to that later And the Magisterium is basically like this religion. It's like a church, essentially, that's taken over as a government. And the Magisterium is trying to learn how to... Well, yeah, it's a very confusing book. Basically, Magisterium's like this church kind of figure that's the bad guy of of the book series. And they are trying to... They start kidnapping children and experimenting on them by severing them from their demons. So they cut them away from their demons and they find that when humans and demons are separated, the humans just become like totally spaced out and soulless. Like in Harry Potter, if a Dementor sucked out your soul, they say that they lose themselves. Like they're still alive, but it's not a life worth living. And that's kind of like what um, what it's like to lose a demon in this book series. Then in the second book, and this, I guess it's kind of a spoiler, but, like, this is, I mean, you'd find out anyway, so it's kind of cool to know this going in, and the TV series, which isn't specifically adapting the second book, but it's adapting parts of it, in the second book, you meet this kid called Will, and Will, um lives in our world so he lives in the real our our world our world where there's no demons it functions exactly like our world and will finds this thing i can't remember how he gets it but he gets this thing called the subtle knife which is this which is uh one of the dark materials that can slice through uh basically slice through the worlds so he can cut a door into alternate worlds and part of the story is he ends up meeting Lyra in the second book and they have to pretty much go uh, like, then they have to start adventuring together and trying to like defeat the magisterium. And there's like witches, there's, um, Yurik Benison who is like this armored polar bear species. And for the armored polar bears, the armor is their demon. Um, not, they don't have animal demons. They have armor as their demon. So one of her best friends is a, is a polar bear, um, it's just a really good fantasy book series that had major like Harry Potter vibes, but a bit deeper and darker than Harry Potter, which is, yeah, I just really loved it. The last one, The Amber Spyglass, is also really good because um, they end up going to heaven. They end up going to like the, well, the afterlife and having to free people from the afterlife, which turns out the afterlife isn't really uh, a very nice place to be, um... <clears throat> And it ends, like, I don't know, I'd highly recommend reading this trilogy, or at least I, 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 you could watch the first season of the show, but I reckon it won't make that much sense. Like, you could go into it and watch it, but I feel like you'd get more out of it if you would read the books as well. Really great book series, highly recommend it. Um, there's a bunch of other books in the series that I think, like, he's doing, like, an expanded universe, but I think the main trilogy is sort of where it's at. So definitely check those out. One more thing in the pop culture landscape uh, for today, which is that obviously because of everything that's going on, cinemas are shutting down, which is really, really interesting because basically a lot of movies, like new movies that have essentially tanked at the box office because no one's going to the movies at the moment, um, are being rushed to digital. So they're being rushed to digital and streaming just so they can pretty much recoup any money they can from uh, from all the losses. I think this is a, that's an incredibly interesting time. So in particular is, uh, Pixar's film Onward, which is the new Pixar film that has been rushed to, I think it comes out on Disney plus next week, very early. It just hit cinemas in, in Australia, like two weeks ago. I think it uh, actually, I don't think it was even released in cinemas yet in Australia. So they're pretty much just rushing it out because they know they're not going to make any money in the cinemas from it, which is such a shame that people aren't going to see people, you know, miss out because Pixar do make some great films. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Onward um, once it launches on Disney Plus. The other thing is that um, I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna do like a couple of videos on YouTube, which are like like things to do, things to engage, <laughs> content to consume while in isolation. So I reckon I'm going to do like, oh, here are five Nintendo 64 games you should check out that still hold up today. Here are five really good animated movies. Here are five really good TV shows. That's what I'm thinking of doing just to like pump content up and give people recommendations for good content. Um, uh, but yeah, I want to do another red carpet catastrophe, a segment where we, we review movies that it's a hard segment to explain. Red catastrophe. we review movies that are critically panned, movies that are known as bad movies that we thought were very good. In the past, we've done the Angry Birds movie, which was recommended by a listener. Uh, we've done Dumbo, the 2019 Tim Burton film. We've done Land of the Lost. We did last week, we did Guns Akimbo which I thought was really good. And I want to do one, not for a new movie, but a movie that I watched on Netflix that I thought was really, really good. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you will laugh at this, but let's do a red carpet catastrophe. 20th Century Boys Red Carpet Catastrophe! Okay, so I think last year, well, it had to be last year, on the podcast early on, a listener whose name I can't remember. And if you still listen to the show, remind me who you are. But they wrote in saying, uh, asking if I had ever watched any of the Godzilla films and they were like a massive Godzilla fan and had watched all of them. So the other night I was thinking about that and I watched on Netflix, Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is the latest Godzilla film, which came out last year and it has uh, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things in it and a bunch of other actors that I didn't particularly recognise. I looked at the reviews for this movie, pretty much entirely negative. Uh, Listened to a podcast about it, very, very negative again. But I thought this movie was awesome. I just thought there was all like, you know, because obviously when they did the Godzilla films originally in Japan and they just became like, you know almost they're almost comically bad like the the godzilla is portrayed by a person in a costume so they godzilla has very human like movements <clears throat> um so i just think that the way they're doing these monster films now are really cool cuz you're seeing all these all these monsters that in the past have only really been these shitty People in costumes or plastic monsters and shit like that and they're turning them they're using today's technology to make them pretty fucking awesome um which I absolutely love like I've I've really 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 liked seeing Godzilla and Mothra and Ghidorah which is the three-headed dragon that they find in Antarctica in this movie which I honestly thought looked sick like the reveal of Ghidorah just was incredible like I just thought it was so cool seeing monsters like I don't know like I haven't seen many monster films it was just awesome like I think even like it it makes me think how cool uh, I guess we did get a live action Pokemon film but just like how cool a lot of the Pokemon could look in actual real 3D um like I guess we got a glimpse of that in the Detective Pikachu movie, but I'd love to see more of this style. Like all of the monsters were just like so well animated and you've I really did feel like a lot of the fight scenes were really interesting to watch, really exciting to watch. It was just an exciting film. I think it's really hard to make a monster film because they all kind of have to follow the same sort of routine, which is the humans responding to the monster's attack. The military comes in and fails to, you know, to handle the situation because the monster's immune to all the guns and shit. I just thought it was really good. Like it was just an entertaining monster movie that you could just sort of disappear into and not really worry about. Um, so yeah, that's a red carpet catastrophe. I'd check it out. They're doing a, they did Kong, they, they did Kong, they're making, like, a cinematic universe now of monster films. where well, they're trying to at least. So they did Kong Skull Island, which I haven't seen, but that's, like, a King Kong movie. And in this movie, um, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which takes place after Kong Skull Island, the amount of times they mention Skull Island, Skull Island, oh, there's a monster on Skull Island, oh, there's a monster on Skull Island, fucking a hundred times just, like doing everything they can to like solidify this cinematic universe. And I believe the next one, which comes out this year, well, it's supposed to, is um, Godzilla vs. Kong, which I'm actually really looking forward to. And I also watched um, an, a movie from the 70s in the Godzilla franchise in Japan, which is Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, which was the one of the trashest movies. I actually think it would be fun to have like a Godzilla marathon because Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla was just that was a catastrophe. Like, that was, it was one of the, like, it, again, comically bad. Everything about it is just hilarious. Like, aliens, the premise of that one is that aliens have created uh, a fake Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla, to invade the Earth and destroy it. And then the real Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla are having to fight. And the aliens kidnap uh, people from Earth. Oh, it was just, like, such a mess. Such an absolute mess but yeah uh i I've, I've watched a few of the old japanese godzillas which date back i think to the 60s and um yeah they're just so bad but comically bad like one of the in godzilla versus mecha godzilla's one of the um one of the actresses has to like sing a song to summon this lion monster and just Literally for three and a half minutes of the movie, she's just sitting on the beach singing a song. And I'm like, when did this movie become a musical? Godzilla is pretty cool. I don't think they could do Mechagodzilla in a westernized version. I just think it'd be so hard to sell robot Godzilla. That would just be too far over the line. Happy with three-headed Ghidorah and Godzilla fighting, but I don't think they'll get Mecha Godzilla over the line. I think I'm going to keep watching some old Godzilla films like the guy who wrote into the show uh, last year recommended just because they're so funny and I recommend you do too. Tell me if you do watch one, uh, message in the show and tell us how stupid it was. For now, uh, I think that's pretty much time on the podcast for this week i want to keep doing content so anything you want me to talk about uh let me know would love for you while you're in social isolation to check out release the sounds uh my band with a self-titled first album which came out last year release the sounds is on spotify and apple music and everywhere you get your music uh punk inspired comedy music here's a snippet from one of our songs attached to string and yeah it'd be really cool for you guys to just do that please leave a review for the podcast a five star review preferably will accept four won't accept un- anything under three you get a hundred mic points the currency of the show if you leave a five star review so it would be very awesome if you could do that um and I would really really appreciate it share the podcast with your friends um uh, inbox dm get involved with the podcast anytime Radio.mic on instagram it's Radio radio.mike on twitter gmail.com 1-800-GET-FUCKED really happy to have you here stay safe stay okay um call your friends call your grandparents don't touch people um and uh i think that's about it thank you so much for listening really appreciate it and i hope you do my name has been radio mike this has been the inside of my mind.